0: It's Thursday and time for the Lisa Lewis Show. Imagine that you're at a seminar or conference and you find out the person sitting next to you is the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. What questions do you want to ask? What key strategies are you looking for in order to take your business or career to the next level? That's what you'll discover on today's Lisa Lewis Show. Heard every Thursday at the same time on the Toginet Radio Network. Now, with today's show. Here is your host, Lisa Lewis.
1: and shine all of my movers and influencers thank you for keeping the dial here on TogiNet radio and listening to the lisa lewis show i'm your host lisa lewis and as you know this is a platform for all of our uh, movers and influencers and people who are making a impact on the planet and so today you will not be disappointed we have Phenomenal guest here. His name is James Glasgow Sr. He is a businessman with 45 years of experience in business management, both as a corporate executive and a small business owner. He has been a real estate investor for 32 years, investing in residential rental properties, office buildings, and commercial properties. He would be best described as a buy and hold investor, buying and holding properties, For long term appreciation as well as current cash flow. This long term outlook greatly reduces risk and enhances profits. Mr. Glasgow is a principal in Jim Rental Properties, LLC, as well as managing his own portfolio of residential rental properties, real estate notes, and an office building. He is is a, a guest, I'm sorry, a host on Towards Wealth with James Glasgow on AM550 here in San Antonio, Texas. So help me give a warm welcome to James Glasgow. Welcome, sir.
2: Well, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Uh, and I hope that we do a good job for your listeners.
1: Absolutely. Well, let's get right into it. Um, tell us, how did you um, become uh, to be an entrepreneur as opposed to a nine to five?
2: Oh, gosh, you're going way back. Um, I had uh, was was working and I looked at the foreman and the people that were telling me what to do, and they seemed to be a lot cleaner. Um and less tired than I was. And I decided I was going to be a boss at that time. And I think, I want to say I was 15 years old, 14 or 15 years old, decided I was going to be a boss. And that's the road I went down. And it took me several years to get my first manager training program. It was actually in a, what we call a five and 10 cent store. It was a company called Perry brothers. It's kind of like an old Woolworth for those people who remember Woolworth. And they hired me as an assistant trainee and, and Uh, That was in 1965 or so, and Mm -hmm. I've been doing it ever since.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, fast forward then. (laughs) Uh, You recently, um, maybe in the last three years, I believe, sold your patio store. Uh, Could you bring us, tell us about that and then what you're doing today?
2: Yes. I had a company called patiostore.com, and we owned about 10 different online retail websites and they were uh, an
1: outflow from
2: brick-and-mortar patio stores that we had uh, in the 1990s, and we had switched about, I want to say, 1996-97 to online. Uh, and doing, uh, We just thought that was going to be the next wave, and it was nice to be able to get on, in on the ground floor back then. Uh, and then after many years, uh, I just kind of got burned out on doing that and wanted to go do real estate full-time, and I could afford to retire and do that and I sold the business to some young folks and, and so they could grow it. And I've been doing real estate investing and real estate teaching and training um, gosh, for the last five or six years.
1: Okay. Uh, very good. And what is it that you um, like most, um, James, about what you're doing today uh, as a real estate investor?
2: Making money. No, 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 I'm kidding. Actually, it's the, the, it's the part of doing a deal. Uh, I like owning real estate. Uh, I I don't know why. I, I just I'm called a dirt guy. I like to own real estate. Uh, even if I don't need to own real estate, don't need to make any more money, I still just feel like I need to own uh, a property. I, I remember I was thinking about buying me a new truck, and I thought about that payment of seven hundred something dollars a month, and I said, gee, I could buy a house with that, and I'd rather do drive my old truck and buy a rent house than I would to. So it's just something that I, I'm compelled to do. And then the other thing is that if you've had some success and you've been blessed uh, in your life, it's time to give back. And my way of giving back is to teach others how to become wealthy, investing in real estate, and to do that for folks at a very affordable rate. Uh, you can't do it for free. Obviously, it, it costs money to teach and rent uh, studios for uh, whether it's a radio show or whether it's doing a seminar or or to publish books at all cost money. And so, but I can do it for a lot less than somebody who's making their living doing that. Um, and it gives me a chance to pay back. It's absolutely wonderful to see somebody uh, do their first real estate deal, make tens of thousands of dollars or buy their first red house and know that they're going to make money for the next 10 years off of something that you taught them. It's just, it's just a really great feeling. Uh, and so that's why I continue to do it, even though uh, I've retired twice and went right back to work.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, that's, that, that, that is so true. Um, what I wanted to, since we're talking um, about real estate investing, uh, as we well know, there are uh, two ways that you can uh, acquire wealth Um here in America uh, the best popular ways, and one is by being an entrepreneur, and the other is by owning and investing in real estate because from the time we are born <laughs> to the time we die, real estate is being used is that Would you agree with that James
2: Yes, we all invest in real estate one way or another in uh, the world is changing so rapidly, especially the last ten years. If you think that uh, we the last ten years we've interacted with a cloud cloud, uh, what they call the internet cloud. And then, and we sent a tweet and joined Facebook and we carry a, a supercomputer around in our pocket in the form of a, 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 a smart smartphone. Phones. <laughs> smartphone. Yeah. There you go. I, I'm, I'm old fashioned. So, but yeah. yes. And so it's changed so rapidly. But one thing that doesn't change and that is even, yeah. uh, even the computer cloud has to have real estate to sit in. And that means you have a stable thing that's not going to change. So if you think about being in business for yourself, which I highly encourage, but it's changing so rapidly that you have to constantly stay on top of the next thing or something will put you out of business just because the technology has changed or people's way of doing things. It's gotten easier now that people can uh, do their own marketing through social media, that the access to funds and money to information is so readily available, but because it's readily available it makes your job as a entrepreneurial person easier, it also makes your competition's job easier and you can get knocked off pretty quickly. So even for those people who start a business, I, my high advice is buy the real estate you're operating your business in so that 10, 15, 20 years down the road, you have some value that can't get knocked off, that you that can't be put out of business that will allow you to to retain some of the wealth that you created by being in business for yourself. I see business people all the time renting, 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 renting. Now, I love it as a landlord because you're making me rich. But you'd be much better off if you purchased the building that you're in or that you're operating out of because when it comes time to sell that business, and I found out with Patio Store, that when I went to sell the business, if, you, if they could buy the real estate with the business, then they could get financing for the business. If you were selling the business without the real estate, which I did because I – sold my building separately but if I uh, because I sold the business separately I had to finance it for the part of the sale for the buyer because no bank would lend the money for the business so real estate can be the basis uh, and the foundation of almost any kind of business absolutely
1: absolutely so if you could tell our um, fine listeners um, how to get in contact with you
2: Okay, there's two ways. Of course, I give out my cell phone number, 210-413-7230, 210-413-7230, and I take any questions about real estate uh, investing, uh, and, and I've been surprised, but it, no one's abused my phone number, so I continue to give it out. And my email address is five 59 at yahoo.com.
1: Okay, and tell us where to go to your website for a plethora of information concerning real estate, passive, and active.
2: Yes, I have a real estate website that is for investors. It's towardswealth.com. That's T-O-W-A-R-D-S, wealth.com. And there you'll find all kinds of information about real estate investing, be it a private lender, real estate syndications, uh, lots of free information and newsletters, just all kinds of stuff. Hopefully, will help people get started as a real estate investor. I think it's one of the uh, best ways in the world to... Uh, improve your retirement, improve your lifestyle, uh, hedge against inflation. And and if you really want to or want to work at it, you can make yourself rich.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much. And- Uh, Yes, absolutely, and if you could tell our local uh, people uh, who are listening, um, where can they um, attend one of your meetups? You do one on um, the first Wednesday of every month, uh, and then you also do one on the third Wednesday of every month at the same location. If you could tell them about that and how they can uh, come join that.
2: Yes, they're called meet and greets, and you can join them uh, by follow the meet and greet company uh, who sends out the notices. You can get the information on our website and the, uh, they're held at the El Chaparral Mexican restaurant on Loop 1604. I think that's Northeast uh, at the Redland road exit. That's a Redland road re- exit off of 1604 uh, North in San Antonio, Texas at six o'clock Wednesday. Now it's the first Wednesday of the month is for regular real estate investors. And that's, what we call one to four family like a fourplex duplex or single family house whether it's being a landlord or a flipper or a wholesaler Um, uh, lots of people i'm gonna say half the people that show up at those meetings are first timers that have never done a deal and then there's some old pros and stuff and the idea is to pass out your business cards meet other people begin to build your buyers and sellers list and 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 we'll go over all how to do all that stuff so Uh don't let don't do don't not Make sure you come and don't be afraid that you're going to appear that you don't know what you're doing. And remember, half the other people in the room are the same way you are, and everybody in this business is, is willing to help. The third Wednesday of each month at the same location, El Chaparral Mexican Restaurant, Route 1604 at the Redland Road exit, is for uh, multi-family, apartments, uh, mobile home parks, that sort of thing, where there's just bigger right. deals, and the financing and language is a little different, and so we separate them out. And again, absolutely. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. And uh, everyone stay tuned to the Lisa Lewis show. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you for keeping the dial here on the Lisa Lewis Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. And today we have a phenomenal and amazing Mm -hmm. businessman of 45 years. and, And he is in the business management, both as a corporate executive and a small business owner. And he has been a real estate investor for 32 years, investing in residential, Rental Properties, Office Buildings, and Commercial Properties. Also, he is the um, proud author of How I Made Millions in Real Estate and How You Can Too. Welcome back, James Glasgow.
2: I'm glad to be here and thank you for inviting me.
1: You are quite welcome, sir. Now, just as we mentioned, uh, just as I mentioned about your book, tell us a little bit about how that came about, um, the title and what's in it, and uh, then we'll make a special offer to our listeners today.
2: Okay, great. Um, well, again, we're back to that, paying people back. Uh, and when you have success in your life, you should pay it forward. I say back, but it's really paying it forward to the, to the new people coming up. And when I had started out as a real estate investor in 1982, uh, I had been reading some books for five or six years before that. And that's where I got my information. So I knew a lot of people would want to get information, but I'm 30 year old books are kind of out of date. So I wrote a book based on when I wrote the book a few years ago, What it was at that time that people needed to know become a real estate investor. And it's about inspiration and information to be successful now it it fundamentally is based on being a landlord because in the real estate investment world being a landlord is the safest surest, easiest way to become a millionaire over time and or to have sufficient income that you can one day quit your job and so it's fundamentally based on that it's not about flipping houses that's a different subject and we have information about that but but um Living houses is more like a job, so this was based on being an actual real estate investor, which means your money's doing the work for you, and that's how that book came about. Uh, and some people told me, look, you know what you're doing, go ahead and do it. And so I took their advice and, and just published it.
1: Absolutely. And what I love is, like you say, paying it forward. Uh, for all of our listeners, um, if you'd like to get the book, I I, I I advise that you do from James Glasgow Sr. It's How I Made Millions in Real Estate and How You Can Too. Go ahead and call the office at 210. 210- Two four zero eight eight four five, and he has been um, gracious enough to dedicate uh, to uh, gift us books for you listeners. So it'll be a signed copy, and for only thirty dollars, and the proceeds go to Lisa Lewis Company. That when we support cancer um, nonprofit organizations throughout the rest of this year, so ten a percentage of that will go uh, from this book, and I'd just like to. Take a time, James, to read the dedication you have in your book for our listeners. It says, to the memory of my mother, Alice Burning Glasgow, who passed on to me her love of books for the knowledge they contain. She believed that God has given us all an unlimited capacity to learn and that we should not waste this God-given talent. My mother taught me that the word can't, which I believe I'm saying this means certainly am not trying, (laughs) should never pass from my lips, as that word is a lie that declares defeat before one has even begun. That is a beautiful dedication, James.
2: thank you. Uh, uh, When you're picking out a dedication, of course, you always picture the one person who gave you the most influence in your life, and and that was my mother.
1: That is so wonderful. I'm I'm sorry?
2: And I'm... Anybody who orders the book through Lisa Lewis Company, we're going to autograph it for them, and we'll They're... and we'll pay the postage, and we'll pay the postage to mail it to them too.
1: Oh, that is so generous! Thank you for that, uh, James. Um, also, I understand that you she had you had a love for puzzles. You still do puzzles to this day to motivate your mind. You read a, a book or two a month. And uh, what was it that your mother used to have you uh, read? Get a get a word from I believe in in your youth. Yes, so, uh, uh-huh. Re- was it Reader's Digest?
2: Mix. Yes. Boys in schools don't mix very well. You know, We're not the best students. Girls are much better students. So my mother noticed this, and she says, well, we're going to fix this. So um, once a month, the Reader's Digest came in. And in there was uh, something they called the Word Power. And, and there was a list of words and what they meant. It's just like they took them out of the dictionary, and we had to learn the word, what it meant, and how to spell it. And it's like 10 words a month. But it's amazing if you do that for three or four years, what it does for your vocabulary. Uh, and that came in really important when it was time 30 years later for me to start writing books. I think I've written five books. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yes, my mother was the inspiration for that, too.
1: Very good. And they can get all of your books at www.towardswealth.com. Also, if you want to get in touch with Mr. Glasgow, contact him at two one zero four one three. 7230 and send him an email at Edward jim nine at Yahoo.com. So we're today uh, we're talking about investing and being an entrepreneur, and one of the better ways to do that is by owning dirt, as Mr. Glasgow would say. Um, so if you can as soon as you can, like they say, if you weren't born in Texas, you got here as soon as you could. Well, if when you can, as soon as you can, get into real estate investing. You'll be so glad that you did um, because uh, that is uh, one of the number one ways to build your wealth and leave a legacy for whomever you want to leave it for. If it's a charity of choice, if it's for your children, your grandchildren, your great-grands, your spouse, this is a, a great way um, to, to uh, invest and get started with building your legacy. Now, when first starting your real estate business, it is okay to have questions. In fact, the best invest- investors become successful because they constantly ask questions in order to keep themselves educated and up to date on the latest trends and technologies. So before jumping into the real estate investing field, Familiarize yourself with some of these real estate questions that I'm going to ask our real estate expert here today, Mr. Glasgow. So, are you ready, James?
2: I'm ready. Fire away.
1: Okay, so we have a few minutes before our next break. So, um, how do I finance or how does one finance their very first real estate deal?
2: Well, ideally, you would want to use your existing job and credit to buy as many houses as you can. And you would want to finance them with a government approved loan like FHA or VA or something. And the reason for that is that the interest rates that they offer are so much lower than the marketplace. I, for example, when I go get a bank loan, it's in the six and a half, seven 7% range. And if I get a private loan, it's in the eight or 9% range. But if you get an FHA loan, a non-business type loan, and you can buy up to 10 houses that way as an employee or working somewhere, then your rate is four and a half percent or so. And that, that makes a huge difference in the amount of cash flow that's left over each month. So that's the first place you want to find it. And then for down payments and that, uh, relatives, any way you can get it, do deals with somebody else, partner with a relative to get the down payment, because that's always an issue, uh, partner with somebody to use their credit. There's all kinds of ways of getting the deals financed. Not having money is not a reason to not start investing for the long term Now, uh, where you're gonna buy something and hold it and let the tenant pay for your loan. It's not a fast way to get rich, but it works and everybody in, uh, well, there's so many people in the marketplace willing to help you, loan brokers and bankers and title companies and other real estate investors and associations, lots of information. Everybody wants to help because nobody makes any money if you don't do a deal. So, but there is lots of financing available. And then once you get past doing what you can do there, there's companies who specialize in lending
1: money to landlords so I
2: hope that absolutely
1: answers. so um, you can always opt for private or hard money lenders. Um, I understand that private lenders are less strict in regards to their loan requirements, and therefore typically charge higher interest rates and uh, in the next two minutes, could you explore upon that? Yes,
2: there's two kinds of, of private money. one of them is called hard money lenders. There are people out there in business, and they loan money for fairly short periods of time, six months, 12 months. And they're usually lending, uh, lending the money to flippers or somebody who wants to buy a house, fix it up, and then they're going to refinance it right away so that they can get a lower interest rate for landlords who, who use that method. Those rates typically run anywhere from 9 to 12% in three basis points. Three basis points is 3% amount you borrow plus the interest rate. And those loans are usually six months and it costs money to renew them every six months. And so that's a higher risk loan, and you only do it on projects that are gonna make a lot of money. That kind of uh-huh. private money is is the lady down the street or the man down the street, or your relative loaning you money with their IRA or their savings, a private loan, uh, and there's ways of doing that. And typically they're gonna want 8 uh, to 10% interest, but you, uh, I borrow it all the time for private money, all the time for private lenders at 8% interest. Uh, and we use a lot of IRA money because the more people have IRA money than they have actual money in their savings account. And there's companies that specialize in handling the paperwork for that to keep the IRS happy because you don't want to use uh, money from an uh, IRA account and then put them in a, a lender into a tax problem. So, but yes, those money ideas or those money sources are out there. It's just difficult to cultivate them and it can take a lot of time. And so you start working on it and, and then you're creating Well, credibility, the people have to trust you in order to loan you that money, but it's a lot less paperwork than a bank, and and typically a bank loan for an investor is 7%, and by the time they're done paying the fees, it's 8%, so I just pay 8% to the private lender, Uh, and they make uh, the same exact loan that a bank would make, they just make it to me directly, and they get all the money instead of some bank, that's all, pretty simple.
1: Absolutely. And if people um, have questions, they can reach out to Jim Glasgow at 210-413-7230 or shoot him an email at edwardjim59 at yahoo.com. Also, you can head over to his website at towardswealth.com. Now, after the break, we'll come back and talk more with this amazing and dynamic best-selling author and real estate investor and humanitarian. Keep the dial here on The Lisa Lewis Show. We'll be right back.
0: From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on Toginet.com.
1: Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you for keeping the dial here on TogiNet Radio and listening to The Lisa Lewis Show. I am your host, Lisa Lewis, and today we have a number one bestselling author of How I Made Millions in Real Estate and How You Can Too. And also, he has been um, a businessman for 45 years and a real estate investor for 32 years. Welcome back, James Glasgow.
2: Well thank you for having me. I'm glad
1: to be back. Great. Now they can remember you all, you can pick up the book, uh, How I Made Millions in Real Estate and How You Can Too. And Mr. Glasgow is all is also offering to pay postage and handling by calling the office at two one zero Two four zero eight eight four five, and for only thirty dollars, you can have it personally autographed, and we'll get it out to you uh, anywhere in the world. So make sure and take uh, advantage of that. Uh, some of the proceeds always go to a nonprofit organization, and our nonprofit organizations of choice for this year are cancer organizations. So thank you so much for that, Mr. Glass. So it is, all, like you said, it's always um, great to pay it forward. And um, I teach my uh children to do that as well. Uh, my daughter, who is 20 now, and also my son, Jack, who is eight, to always give back. Uh, it's just such a great feeling. And then you don't know how many lives that that changes by doing that. Now, before the break we were talking about real estate and we you were explaining to our listeners about how to finance uh their first deal and we were saying that they could do it good. the first uh, way would be to acquire for um, a traditional lender, um a bank or your federal credit union, uh, other ways were through private or hard money lending and you went over that as well. And for people who are just tuning in, if you'd like to check out our podcast for the Lisa Lewis Show, just go to com slash shows, S-H-O-W-S, Slash the Lisa Lewis Show, and you can um, hit on podcasts, and we're also on iTunes. So, one of the other ways that we can they, uh, one can do their first deal is through wholesaling. It's a viable option for investors who are just getting started because it requires no down payment or any of the investor's personal capital. Can you uh, walk us through that, James? Yes,
2: yeah. wholesaling. Uh, simply defined is you find a good deal and you sell that good deal to a house flipper or a landlord looking to buy a house. In the real estate business, there's two primary things that everybody wants and needs. One of them is money to do a deal. Everybody's always looking for money. If you're an active real estate investor, even if you have a lot of money and you start buying hundred thousand dollar houses or so uh, money can go out the door rather quickly. And so they're always looking for money. But the other thing that they always are looking for is a good deal. Now, when a real estate investor uh, considers a good deal, they mean a house that they can have equity in. When they buy it and and, uh, fix it up a little bit and either rent it or sell it, then they want to have equity. Equity is one of the ways they get rich, and that's the first thing they want to have. If they're a landlord, they want to have a positive cash flow. To achieve those deals, uh, those goals, they need to have a good deal. There are millions of houses out there that are in need of repair or need to be sold quickly for some kind of a reason. Maybe it's an estate and they need to sell the house to settle the estate. Maybe it's a divorce. Maybe it's somebody who got married and now they have two houses and they want to move uh, from one town to another. For some reason, there's always somebody out there that needs to sell a house, and often these houses need money to be put in them to fix them up to get them ready for sale so that they would pass inspection for the lender and, and uh, that they would be a move-in ready for a young family uh, so that they could get the uh, loan. So in order to do this, often the home cannot be sold without somebody putting in $10,000, $20,000 to get it ready for sale. And if the seller doesn't have the money to do that, then they have to find a wholesaler or a flipper or landlord that's willing to buy the house as is. Uh, and, and maybe there's foundation problems. Whatever the reason is that they want to sell the house at a bargain. Well, most investors, flippers, are so busy flipping houses, they don't have time to go look for the next house. So if they get done flipping a house and get a payday, then they need another house to go to. And they, there's only 24 hours in the day, and they can't flip the house and then co- and be marketing looking for new deals all the time. And then uh, the landlords are busy too. Often the landlord has a full-time job somewhere and then they own a few rent houses and they want to buy some more. And again, they don't have time to go looking for houses. So an investor just starting out can go out and look for and find those people who have a house that they need to sell quickly for cash. They, they need to close and they need to close within 30 days and they want cash. So the wholesaler uh, markets for the deal goes interviews the people, offers them a price, and there's a formula for that, uh, of of what they're willing to pay, and then they then wholesale the house to either a landlord or a flipper, and they pick up a few thousand dollars. I've seen flippers make uh, $1,500 on a deal, and I've seen flippers make $50,000 on a deal. Every deal is different. And so typically in my marketplace here, the typical flipper makes $3,000 to $5,000 every time they flip a house and their whole cost for doing this other than whatever they spend on marketing is uh, maybe a hundred dollars to put down on the house until uh, to put it into title. And then they simply sell that contract to the person they're selling it to. And that's what these meetups are about is they, Mm -hmm. these beginners Mm -hmm. go to the meetups, they begin to pick up business cards of, of other people that are in the business who are flipping houses and looking for deals or landlords looking to buy more houses. And there's, because the rental market is so strong, most landlords are ready and willing and able to buy another rent house and want to if they could just find the deals. And, and so that's what a wholesaler does. Finds a deal, puts it on the contract, and then wholesales it for quick cash. That cash then becomes the basis for them to buy their own house, rent houses or the basis for them to start in the flipping side. I hope that answers that.
1: Absolutely. Also, um, now that you're bringing up, uh, you have meetups twice a month. On the first Wednesday, uh, Mr. Glasgow meets with residential uh, investors, people who are interested in residential coming out, get all that pertinent information. It's even good for commercial, too, people. You're going to glean something from that. And you come out, make sure you bring plenty of business cards. And then on the third Wednesday of every month, he meets uh, for multifamily investors, so people who want to get into commercial uh Um, people who want to get into multi-units, then that is the perfect meetup. And for all of that information, just head over to towardswealth.com. He always keeps uh, his website updated. It gives you the time and the place and the where, who, and what of of, uh, all things real estate, passive or active. Okay, Jane. So next I want to um, ask about... um, Uh, ARV, You know, learning how to accurately calculate a property's ARV is a skill that even the best investors still strive to perfect. Tell us, what does ARV mean and how important is that to an investor?
2: It's the the starting place. Uh, ARV means after repair value. So what would this house that we're looking at or considering be if it was move in ready? Or another way to say it is, what would a real estate agent listed for for sale? Well, that's the uh, yeah, the after repair value, and that is is where you're going to take the house. From that is where we determine the amount of money that we're going to offer for the house. So let's take a landlord. A landlord would say, okay, the house fixed up would be, for an example, a hundred thousand dollars. I use a hundred thousand only because uh, it's an easy number for everybody to do. Mm-hmm. For $100,000, the house would be worth that if it was move in ready and was going to be listed by a real estate agent today. From that, we're going to deduct uh, 20%, take it down to 100000 to eighty, and then we're going to deduct the basic repairs to get it ready to rent. Now, that's not getting it ready to sell. That's getting it ready to rent. So let's say that's 8000 So we would offer the people $72,000 for that $100,000 house. And you say, well, gee, you discounted a lot. Well, first off, it needs work. Never know what you're going to run into that you didn't estimate. Uh, and then there's a carrying cost in, in maintenance and taxes and insurance on the house until you get it ready to rent. So typically when you're done with all of this, the profit in the house or what we call the equity when you purchased it would be around 10%, even though you took off 20% minus repairs, you do the repairs, that eats up the eight grand and then uh, the carrying costs, getting it ready uh, to rent, all of that can meet up another 10 grand pretty fast. So that's why we do up 20% if if it's if I'm a landlord wanting to buy that house. Now, from the wholesaler's point of view, they're going to then sell that house uh, for $2,000 more than that. They'll sell it for 74,000, or maybe they offer them 70 and sell it for the 72,000. And they pick up a quick $2,000 and uh, So that's where the ARD comes in. In the end, that's what everybody's going to start looking at. And from there, they'll calculate how much they're willing to pay for the house. Because in the real estate business, you as the buyer of a house or seller of a house do not get to set the price. The marketplace sets that price, not you. You can put a lot of money in a house, but it doesn't mean it will appraise for that. It is appraised based on the comparables in that particular neighborhood within a mile of that house Whatever the houses in that area are selling for, that's what your house will sell for, no matter how much money you put in So if you put too much money in it and you try to sell it, you may end up taking a loss. But if you can get a deal on the house, then you can make a profit. And that's that spread that we're talking about. So I hope that kind of answers that question. Uh, now, how to will That's a different question.
1: Absolutely. All of our movers and influencers, I just wanted to remind you that Mr. James Glasgow is also a well-known author. Uh, His latest book, How I Made Millions in Real Estate and How You Can Too, you can pick it up for a cool $30. Just call the office at 210-240-8845. He'll also autograph it and pay all postage and handling. So we will send it to anywhere in these United States and Proceeds are going to go to the Lisa Lewis company that helps funds nonprofit organizations and our organizations of choice for this. The remaining of the year are cancer organizations. So thank you so much for that, uh, Mr. Glasgow. Also, uh, if you're just tuning in, we've been talking about real estate and. Um, We've went over uh, how do you finance your first deal? Um, And then we've talked about just now uh, what does uh, the ARB mean? And after the break, we're going to get into more um, questions that you should ask in order to uh, determine which strategy is best for you, even as a new investor or a seasoned investor. So... That is so important, and as you were saying, Mr. Glasgow, a properties ARV refers to it as being the after repair value. And you went over different strategies of uh, how to determine, you know, if a specific deal is, or a specific property is a good deal for investors. Or not. And you can also get in touch with this uh, great investor and entrepreneur at 210 413 7230. Shoot him an email at edwardjim59 at yahoo.com. Also, head over to his website, towardswealth.com, to get all of the latest information on where you can come to his meetups at, which are on the first and third Wednesdays of every month. Keep the dial here on The Lisa Lewis Show, and we'll be right back after the break with James Glasgow.
0: a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on tokenhead.com. Hour. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. central on Tokenet.com.
1: Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for listening to The Lisa Lewis Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and today we have an amazing author of How I Made Millions in Real Estate and How You Can Too, and also he's a businessman of over 45 years of experience, as well as 32 years in the real estate uh, business and also as being an investor, holding notes, Um, Doing office buildings and commercial properties. Welcome back, James.
2: Well, thank you for having me today. It's been a pure pleasure so far. Wonderful.
1: Well, thank you for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, chat with us over this last uh, 55 minutes or so that we have here on the air Um, Okay, what I'd like to get into now, we, you know, we've talked about ARB, we've talked about how one can best get started in in, as being an investor. I also just want to let everybody know that you or I are not CPAs, we're not attorneys or real estate attorneys, but these are things that have worked for you over your last 45 and 32 years cohesively being a business, Correct. Okay, so tell us, what is going on with you these days? I know that you're always um, having something going on, running several companies, you know, like that saying goes, James. If you want something done right, act a busy person. And I like to throw in there, act a productively busy person. Because a lot of tech people are busy, but they're not productive in what they do. So tell us, what are you up to to now?
2: Well, uh, I'm actually working in the mobile home park arena of real estate investing. That's just a form of multifamily. It's also a form of affordable housing. And and for the last, oh gosh, 25, 30 years, mobile home park investing has not been a very good deal. And, and there's a lot of reasons for that. But in the last five years, there has been a major shift in, in the marketplace and mobile home parks as an investment category has come back around to being a good area to invest in. And part of this is because the cost of a new brand new home being built today has increased quite a bit. And even though uh, through our government loaning programs, we've got some absolutely wonderful interest rates of around four and a half percent or less. And it's been going on now for almost 10 years. And it's been a great deal for the um, uh, buyers of homes, but taxes and insurance have gone up too. And for a lot of people, 1600 and up payments just aren't affordable. So, uh, and, and the number of houses that would be less than that uh, has been uh, uh, less available. It, there's more buyers wanting to buy homes in the 175 and down range, and, and there's just not a, not enough of those for the number of buyers. So so every, they start looking at new homes, and it's not necessarily affordable. Mobile homes in mobile home parks uh, are an affordable way of living, and if if. Uh, if you look at uh, the better, nicer mobile home parks, uh, they're pretty much all full all over the country. And so it's an area of investing that isn't very uh, crowded. Now, it takes larger money. It's not like buying a single-family home. You're dealing with uh, several million dollars. And so I have created some funds where people can invest equity dollars, and uh, and then we're going to go out and uh, either buy an existing mobile home park and that's in bad condition and make it in good condition, or we're going to build a brand new mobile home park. Yes. These uh, types James, of Yes.
1: And when you and when you say you've done two, if we can talk about that, you've done it for the um the uh for the what is it called? <laughs> I can't accredited even think of the words right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. One of them is yeah. for accredited
2: investors and one's for non accredited. Okay. Now each of those, these are regulated investments because the Securities Exchange Commission and the uh, state of Texas in our case uh, has something to say about how we do it, what we do, and the way we do it. And so, the, for non-accredited investors, they must live in the area, uh, and they and they have to be uh, have some something that we can use as part of that investment because it's a member managed LLC. And and so there's some criteria. You can't just say I want to be an investor because I want to be an investor. There's some criteria, and I have to approve them to join the thing. So it, there's some limitations, and that's required by the rules and regulations of the United States and Securities Exchange Commission and the state of Texas. And the same is true for accredited investors. An accredited investor is a person who makes more than 300000 a year as a family, or they have a million dollars in net worth not counting their primary residence. And and there's a lot of people fall in that category more That a lot of people don't even realize they're millionaires. If, 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 if a husband and wife both have uh, – IRA accounts and 401k accounts, they may have more money in those accounts than they realize. And then if they own some assets beyond that, uh, employer contribution plans and stuff, they may find themselves having more than a million dollars in assets and not even realize that. And a lot of people fall in that category. I'm saying 10% of the population, which I guess that's not a lot, but you know it's 332 million people or so. So they have to be accredited investors before we can let them invest in the brand new mobile home park. That's just the rules that we have to operate under. Uh, and the nice thing about these investments in this kind of an investment is the rates of return can be 8, 12, 14, 16% a year. So the numbers are great. Uh, it's it's the kind of investment rich people make all the time and have made for years. It's how many store issues are built and, and okay. strip shopping centers and resorts and sometimes hotels and, and of course, now, many, uh, now mobile home parks. And so so it's an a uncrowded category that I know something about that I've been dealing uh, in for years, buying and selling them and buying and selling mobile homes. So I know the category. Uh, got yes. the real estate investment experience to put it together. And, there, and there's just not a lot of people that know what they're doing in that category. So it gives me yes. a nice little niche. And, and I get to help people that are making 1% at the bank make more money on them. And that means they have a better retirement. So I think it's a great deal.
1: Absolutely, and also what what uh, what sets you apart is that you are have taken the time and a lot of um, investment to be a part of the Security Exchange Commission that governs this, and also you have um, private lenders that you can um, send people referral letters from. So you're very up on what you do, and if you weren't, these people wouldn't be lending to you for over the last 25 plus years. So I just wanted to let everybody know that, that you, cause you're not gonna toot your own horn, so I will toot toot, <laughs> let them know that you have taken the extra precautions that a lot of people will not take because you will never lose a penny of your investors money. And that's why I uh, love about what you're doing. Um, you protect your investors at all costs and you make good decisions that lend that you can make money as well as pay um, you know their dividends so that's well, that is a, a great place to be james
2: okay well that that's true with, but I've never had a lender a private lender who lent my company money ever lose a penny that's true, but when we're talking about investments, there's always a certain amount of risk, and so um, they have to understand those risks. And one of the things we do before we take on an investor is uh, we uh, follow the Securities Exchange Commission rules, which require us to disclose all potential risks that we can possibly think of. And and, and often that can be scary because we're, we're going to give you every possible scenario that could possibly go wrong, but that's kind of required. And, and the uh, what's changed is a few years ago, they passed what they called the JOBS Act. Uh, President Obama signed it. And it was to stimulate business and to allow uh, the average person to invest in real estate. Well, uh, one of the problems we had with some of these investments like I'm talking about, which is private equity investing, nobody really knew about it except the people who were already rich. Uh, And it's because we couldn't advertise it. Uh, Even though I was doing those deals uh, 20 years ago, I couldn't advertise that I was doing those deals. There was a prohibition against uh, what what they call general advertising or general solicitation. But that rule changed, and it's called the exemption under the 1933 Securities Act uh, under Exemption 506C, which allows us to advertise. To do that, we have to comply with the rules of the Securities Exchange Commission and the individual states, in this case the state of Texas, and follow those rules. And because I followed those rules and hired the attorneys and did the paperwork, we can advertise and let people know that these deals are out there. This is not new. These deals have been out there for for uh, generations. It's just that we couldn't tell everybody. Well, now we can, which is why I can talk about it on your radio show. Five years ago, uh, in an interview, I couldn't talk about the deal. I I was not allowed to to make what we call a general solicitation, which a radio show or website is a general solicitation. So I hope that kind of clears it up a little bit.
1: Yes. So now we just have three minutes left. And so I just want to tell our listeners um, to call 210-240-8845 and take advantage of uh, buying James Glasgow's number one selling book, How I Made Millions in Real Estate and How You Can Too. He will autograph it and pay postage and handling for uh, only $30, which will be donated to Lisa Lewis Company as we serve all of the different nonprofits uh, that are dealing with cancer. So in these parting uh, two minutes, James, please tell us your parting thoughts and how we can best contact you. And I just want to say thank you so much for being on the Lisa Lewis show today and we must have you back, sir.
2: Thank you for inviting me. And the parting uh, thought would be this. Real estate is the greatest source of wealth in the world and has resulted in more millionaires than any other investment. And when you put money in your retirement account or lend it to the bank, guess where they want to lend it out on, real estate. And you mm-hmm. can be a lender too. You can be a landlord. Being a landlord is not a bad thing. There's people that will manage it for You can be a private uh, lender. You can do private equity investing. All these things that, that most people aren't even aware of. i tried to provide as much information on our website as I could at towardswealth.com. That's T-O-W-A-R-D-S, towardswealth.com. Uh, and if they, people have questions, they can contact me at edwardjim 59 at Yahoo dot com. Or my phone number is two one oh four one three seven two thirty. If I can be of any help, it'd be my pleasure to do so. So uh,
1: absolutely thank you very
2: and like then, Lisa for having me on the show.
1: Absolutely, sir. Also tell them about your uh meetup in the next forty five seconds if you're having this uh next Wednesday. Yes.
2: Coming up this Wednesday, we've got uh, some special guests coming from out of town to uh, talk about, uh, I forgot the name of the uh, subject matter there, but uh, we've got yes. a special guest coming from uh, Denver, mm-hmm. and they're going...
1: Well, they'll have to, uh, they they can look it up on towardswealth.com. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And remember, everybody, if you bring us your business, we'll bring it to radio on The Lisa Lewis Show. Have a blessed day.
0: Lewis From 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we continue to explore key strategies that will provide a mind shift, as well as a movement to become a game changer on this planet. Also, we provide the show archives on iTunes for all of our movers
2: and influencers.